Well, hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Going Rounds, the official podcast of Gusto, a matter company. I'm Jeanette Harris-Kortz, the podcast producer here at Matter Gusto, and your host for Going Rounds. On the last episode, we introduced you to our senior producer, Gabe Gerzong, in a format we call In This Corner. Today, I'll be reading to you from our blog on a topic that means a lot to me as a podcast host and producer, on The Forum Presents, Brand Affinity, Binge-Worthiness, and You. But first, I want to chat quickly with the article's author, my friend, and colleague, whose words are the driving force behind almost every internal and client project here at Gusto, writer Shaw Flick. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jeanette. How are you? Honestly, very excited to have you be the first staff I'm talking to. Well, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to be here just talking about this. I know it's been a long time dream for us to have this pod, so I'm super excited and uh, yeah, glad to get to talk to you about it, especially. Uh, yeah. And you were, you were part of like the numerous renditions of this podcast too, which I, I loved to have this original voice for those that have listened prior to some fami- familiarity, if you will. Flammability. <laughs> Flammability, if you will. But no, you you are a familiar voice to the podcast, I would say, um, in a sense, in its former renditions. Yes, to all of our three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> to Scott, Tim, and, and sometimes Beth. <laughs> yeah, sometimes Beth. Jeanette, I got to be honest, it's, it really truly is awesome to see you. And ironically, I don't have the words to express just how awesome. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to say awesome again. Great. I'm awesome. going to keep all these awesomes in so people really awesome. understand that this article is awesome. Well, thank you for saying so. <laughs> we should talk about the article. Yeah. What is this article that we're about to hear about? What are you hoping the listeners gain from it? So... Brand affinity, bingeworthiness, and you, uh, part of it, like part of it is self-explanatory in the sense that it's like, it really is talking about how to make binge-worthy content and how to approach content um, in a kind of tactical way. So not just, not just kind of high-minded theories about the benefits of brand affinity, but really how you can approach long-form content and apply it to your content marketing strategy. Let's talk about the process of writing this article. What I think you kind of touched on it, but what was the inspiration behind writing this piece? Well, it's tough because I have a very, I have an, I have affinity for podcasts. I feel very strongly in the power of the medium, but you know, it's important to not just not pretend like, um, what we think is the be all end all of, you know, the value of these kinds of content. We really dig into, uh, the work that other people are doing as well, whether it's Wistia and the huge data sets that they have about the kinds of content that people actually consume and kind of thought leaders like Jay Kunzo and people like that who have their have dedicated their lives to, you know, making sense of these things. And, and, but it's like really digging, really digging into the, um, like the research that other people are doing so that it gives us kind of a, a, not just a social proof or not just an emotional proof, but, but also that the data proof behind it. Um, and so an article like this is, is taking the strategies that actually work 
and kind of communicating in a way that that makes sense to our brand and to our clients and and prospective clients and you know just expounding the virtues of long form content and podcasts especially but also you know original series documentaries things like that that you know ways to take stories that might otherwise get kind of railroaded by types of content that seem more quote unquote results driven and really recognizing the results that come out of investment into you know deeper relationships with your customers or your audience whoever that happens to be do you have a favorite brand that you kind of are inspired by you try to model after outside of course of our client brands but is there one that you particularly look at as an inspiration there's this one brand that pops into my mind but they don't really have any long form content they've just sort of created an entire content world for their brand it's a uh, vacation incorporated which is just they make sunscreen and uh like pool boy scented candles and um dessert flavored chapsticks it's just they they recently reissued a 1989 um magnetic refrigerator calendar because the dates all line up with 2023 and it's just a dumb <laughs> joke basically that's fun um and they'll give it to you for free if you order more than 65 dollars worth of stuff i like you know in terms of what brand the what brands can do with content sort of outside of their what they might be thought of as their like immediate business needs I think about, Uh you know, GoDaddy doing award-winning documentary series based on client stories or MailChimp's entire MailChimp Presents project where they have podcasts and comedy programming and, again, uh, long-form customer stories where they, instead of focusing on what it is that they do for that, that customer, they really focus on you know, the life that's enabled by the product in some way and the benefits to your audience of what you do kind of from the side rather than just hitting somebody in the face with sales messaging. I think that's the key Uh because it's this the associative emotional connection that you can build with, you know, either potential customers or just people who are out there advocating for you. Um, uh, you know, creating a, a a bigger customer base through deeper emotional connections. Hearing you say that and explain it, it's so funny because since we've discussed this article, for whatever reason, the only thing I can think about when I think about branding and binge-worthy ones is Bravo and like Andy Cohen. Yeah. Um, and just that whole arena because I personally have no connection to those women or the lifestyle that they live nor do I think I have any interest in that. <laughs> but there's something about that brand that makes you even so if you watch just maybe one of those seasons or two or something like that, you start caring about these people and their stories and what they have to share and becomes it's it's of course for those that care about Bravo, there's like Bravo Con, like it's a whole Whoa. universe at this point. Yeah, it's there. It's a thing. It's just interesting to hear yeah. the different ranges that you can have with this kind of this kind of brand outlook um from GoDaddy to Andy Cohen 
Okay, is there anything else that you would like the audience to know before we dive into this article, Shaw? Yeah, you know, this is actually the the first in an ongoing series of blogs that we've put together about, you know, how a marketer or how a uh, or ha- like how a marketer can place value on long-form content because I think that's that's one of the toughest things about podcasts, about original series is that you have to explain to somebody why they should spend money on it and what they're going to get back from it. And, you know, a lot of the traditional metrics don't really apply to these because the traditional metrics are based on a false premise that people only want content that's like eight seconds long. And, you know, whereas, I mean, obviously science has disproven that people have the attention span of a goldfish, but, the that that logic is still there and somebody says well what value is this going to have to our business and that's something that we really want to communicate through the through our three part series the you know marketer's guide to valuing long form content that it's all tied in with what it means to your business not just like oh it's cool to make podcasts which of course it is i think that was good stuff unless you want to intro your article or something and now you know <laughs> <laughs> the forum presents. <laughs> I, I pour my heart and soul into these things and then you just laugh in my face. <laughs> Thanks, Shaw. Yeah, thank you. Brand, affinity, benevolence, and you. Written by Shaw Flick. A marketer's guide to valuing long form content. Part one. You've probably heard tales of brand affinity, what some marketers call the holy grail of audience engagement, and there's a good chance you know it's a powerful way to build relationships between your brand and your audience. If this is all new to you, here's a quick definition. Brand affinity is a trust relationship, a deeper sense of connection developed over a long period of time whose desired outcomes are loyalty, repeat purchases, and brand advocacy. But what is it in particular terms? And why should you, as a marketer, invest in it? And most importantly, how do you, as a business, develop those kinds of relationships? In this one part of our blog series, A Marketer's Guide to Valuing Long-Form Content, we'll address these questions and more as we introduce and explore how brand affinity figures into the planning and production of deeply engaging content. Before we do, here's a quick disclaimer. Building brand affinity is easy to talk about, but hard to predictably execute on. In this blog series, we want to introduce you to some topics which you can take and run with, but we also want to give you an opportunity to collaborate with an experienced team on the actual execution. At Gusto, we do this all the time because we love building brand relationships through content. So if you read this and recognize a gap in your marketing capabilities, let us know. We'd love to talk strategy with you and see how we can help build deeper connections between your brand and your customers. Hit us up for our free strategy call. Let's begin with the engagement problem. Today's audiences have more choices than ever and are understandably picky about what content they consume, which can work at your advantage if your goal is to create high quality branded content that your audience loves. Spoiler alert, that should be your goal. Your customers, like most people, 
connect with content and brands they enjoy or align with, generally avoiding what they perceive as ads. But if someone interacts with an ad enough times, they're more likely to convert. However, do those conversions convert strangers into brand advocates? And does the number of impressions mean your audience is impressed by your brand or even the content? Brand affinity is a hot, slightly counterintuitive take. Brand affinity takes the opposite approach. Engage your audience with your brand first and let them choose your products because they want to, not simply because they've seen a targeted ad six or seven times. It's about building advocacy more than awareness. And that means brand affinity comes from providing genuine value and entertainment to those within your industry or niche, not simply reaching as many people as possible. Take a beat and let that sink in. Now that you've hopefully sorted out the existential crisis or whether you've spent all your marketing energy and dollars in vain, don't worry, you haven't. Let's continue. Whereas you may have invested deeply in creating brand awareness in the past, that's no longer enough. The new gold standard for engagement is more akin to advocacy than time spent than awareness and recall. That's not to say awareness isn't important. But if you want to build relationships founded on customer delight rather than simple familiarity, you need a new strategy. Historically, these strategies have included compassionate, quirky customer support, user-centric product development, and occasionally novelties like celebrity endorsements. But with content aimed at building brand affinity, which elevates your interactions from delight all the way up to advocacy, you need to go beyond short-form ads. If you want to tap willing engagement founded in trust, you need to dive into a wild world of value engagement and highly focused niches. The purpose of the long-form content. Over the last several years, we've noticed an interesting trend when it comes to the content people consume. It turns out modern audiences prefer long-form content to short, punchy stuff. Again, let that sink in. We've been told for almost a decade now that shorter is better because audiences have the approximate attention span of a goldfish. Here's the reality though. Audiences have very short attention spans for content they perceive as advertising and surprisingly long attention spans for content they actually care about. Content they willingly engage with can be as long as needs to be to tell a full story. The operative term, of course, being willingly. Now, we could hit you with some of our own seriously long-form blog content about the preferences of modern audiences, but that's not our focus here. In this blog, we're introducing some practical strategies for how to engage your audiences using long-form content like podcasts, video series, and more. Whatever you make, make it binge-worthy. As a marketer, you know that if you have an opportunity to engage with your audience, you'd better take advantage of it. And while ads often attempt to grab attention or interest, when their target audience isn't expecting it, binge-worthy content has a privileged position at the center of their attention. That is, your audience willingly engages with it because they enjoy it, not because it's forced in front of them. 
This willing engagement means people will remember your brand better because they trust you and your association with topics and themes they value. And that presents you with more nuanced opportunities to present your brand and values to your audience without them instinctively tuning out your message. In the world of brand affinity marketing, long form and binge worthy are almost synonyms because long form content that isn't binge worthy probably isn't worth making. You want your audience to love it, not just notice it. And the goal is that they'll binge it and share it with others. That means the resources that go into making any long form content worth binging will only return your investment if the audience loves it. Now that's a complicated kind of relationship to build, which is why you should follow some basic guidelines when you're developing long form content for your brand. So here's Gusto's five basic rules for building brand affinity. To say getting your audience to trust you as simple as applying these five rules to your content development process would be a bit of a stretch as each step can be labor intensive, but there are proven guidelines for brand affinity and you can follow them to develop awesome long form content that builds relationships and grows your brand's reach. One, start with an original concept, something niche to your business and its customers. Two, focus on a specific yet flexible theme your customers care about. Specifically, don't focus on your own products, services, and their benefits. Three, incorporate your branding and set a consistent release schedule to maximize re-engagement opportunities. Four, tell a story in each episode that ties into a bigger series story. Use every tool in the business storytelling toolkit. Five, spend some time with your audience. Episodes should be at least 10 to 15 minutes and upwards of 30 to 40 minutes long so that you can tell these stories in full. Now that you've gotten a taste, let's dive into a couple of stickier rules. The need for a niche. All right, you already have a great idea for your long form venture. You pitched it, your bosses are into it, and you're setting yourself up for success with a killer brand affinity marketing strategy. Heck, you've even got a sizable advertising and PR budget for this project. Nicely done. And your great idea just so happens to be the great idea we hear more than any other. I want to make a podcast about leadership. Whoa, that is a great idea. But real talk, that's such a great idea that there are literally tens of thousands of other people who've gotten budget to develop and create it too. Does that mean you should scrap your concept? Not necessarily. What you need to do is get more creative and more targeted to your audience and more niched with your content. It's all about positioning. The three essential elements of guiding your great idea into successful niched content are audience, including subculture, their needs are probably specific to that subculture and the themes that define your project. From these, you can formulate a positioning statement that acts as your North Star throughout the execution of your idea. Now, you'll need to define your target audience by digging into what your business stands for. 
A good place to start is with your core values and how they translate to lived experiences. Once you've surfaced these and created a target audience profile, you can tap into a like-minded subculture of customers and prospects. That is your niche. The needs, challenges, and interests of your newly niched audience are at the core of your positioning statement, which means they'll light the path to successful development and execution. Those needs may not be very close to what your product or service actually does, and defining them will likely take some research. But remember that the connection you're building with the audience goes deeper than your sales team's immediate wish list. And that connection is what drives and gives meaning to your content's themes. Believe us, it's worth the effort. And then before you know it, you've built yourself a positioning statement. Go forth and conquer. With that North Star defined, you can confidently jump right into the development and execution of your idea. There are obviously lots of logistical considerations to bear in mind, but with your positioning statement in place, you're off to a great start. If you're still wondering how to break into the long-form content game, don't worry. We've got you covered. In the next part of A Marketer's Guide to Valuing Long-Form Content, we'll be digging into the pros and cons of the two most prominent long-form formats, podcast and video series. And in the meantime, if you have an idea, but you're struggling with a plan, don't be afraid to reach out to us. We're always willing to talk strategy and help apply what we know to accomplishing your goals. Okay, well, thank you all for listening to another episode of Going Rounds. I hope that you learned something useful in this one. Again, brand affinity is my jam, and it's definitely one of the things that helps us push forward podcast content in a creative way here at Gusto. Like was mentioned in the article, if you all have any questions or want to learn more about how you can apply brand affinity to your clients' needs, please hit us up at pod at letsgusto.com and we could talk more. Until next time, talk to you all later.